Om Jnana Timirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Today uh, I'd like to discuss the purport of the song which begins O He Vaishnava Thakur by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. You might have been thinking I would speak on topics connected with Janmashtami, as Janmashtami is just coming up. Janmashtami is followed, our celebration of Janmashtami is followed the next day by celebration of Vyasa Puja, offering uh, respect, worship to Srila Prabhupada, the representative of Vyasa in the modern age. So it's quite appropriate today, even though Janmashtri is coming up to discuss the glories of the Vaishnavas. Actually, that's appropriate at all times also. So, uh, also you might have thought in Abu Dhabi, where there are so many devotees who know so many shlokas, especially the disciples of his Holiness Mahavishnu Goswami Maharaj, that I should speak from some sloka, especially from Bhagavata. He was a great, he great uh, fan of Srimad Bhagavatam and encouraged his disciples to learn many shlokas from Bhagavatam. So maybe ask why then am I singing some song, which is just some simple language, not the. Uh, complex language of Bhagavatam, but actually the Vaishnav songs, they are the summation of everything that is stated in all the Vedas, in Bhagavad Gita, in Srimad Bhagavatam. It's not less. We shouldn't think it's less. If anything, if we may dare to say it's more, the, the songs of the Vaishnava Acharyas, we may dare to say they are... Of course, they kind of be more or higher than the Srimad Bhagavatam. But... Uh, even more intensely, they represent the... or They give what is stated in... Srimad Bhagavatam. Yeah, the shoes should be off, please. You train your child. They shouldn't bring shoes in front of the deity. <clears throat> yeah, Srimad Bhagavatam is uh, unlimitedly great, but still can become more by the realizations of a great devotee. That's stated right in the beginning of the Srimad Bhagavatam itself. Negamakalpatara galitam palam. Yeah, everyone please, all right, let's stop here. Everyone please take out your cell phone and turn it off or put it in silent mode. Everyone has a cell phone. Please take it out, turn it off or put it in silent mode.
So in the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam, it's stated about Srimad Bhagavatam, Shukamokad Amrita Dravasangyatam. But Srimad Bhagavatam is anyway the topmost Shastra being the ripened fruit of the desire tree of the Vedas. But that nectar became even more tasty, palatable and accessible by being received through Shukadeva Goswami. Shukadeva heard that from Vyasadeva, but later when Shukadeva recited that before Parikshit Maharaj, Vyasadeva himself listened. So why would Vyas listen to what he had given to Shukadeva? Because it became all the more sweeter by the realization of Shukadeva. So this Krishna consciousness is a dynamic process. It's not finished or bottled up at any point in time. So the Vaishnava Acharyas, they uh, give more and more of the uh, consciousness, that is Krishna consciousness, in their writings, in their speaking, in their activities. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he was a Vaishnava of the type that is comparable only to himself. In other words, he is a Purava. There was no Vaishnava previous to him who you could say is just like that. Uh, so the song he's singing is, this song I'm going to discuss, is the song Kirtan, which describes the uh, very high level of Vaishnava that he himself is on that platform, but he always considers himself very lowly, which is the uh, qualification of a Vaishnava. Sarvotam hoya nije nichamane. That's stated in Chaitanya Charitamrita. That even though Vaishnava is above all others, his status, his position is above all others, but he considers himself very low. And that's one of the reasons why he is so high, because he considers himself so low. Anyway, this song is... Uh, from Sharanagati, which uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, in these songs, 49 songs, I believe it is, something like that, he has elaborated on the theme of Sharanagati, which is, uh, or used to be well known in Indian society. Nowadays, in Indian society, people have very badly lost their culture. But what is Sharanagati? That was well known at least among learned circles. What are the Sharanga Sharanagati? The six limbed Sharanagati, which is the, uh, <coughs> well, especially in South India, you might say, where the influence that was well known. The six limbs of Surrender to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
So uh, that means Sharnagati, the way of taking shelter. Uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur has described that. And in this song, Ohe Vaishnava Thakur, uh, he describes how this taking shelter, taking shelter, one takes shelter. In his Sharanagati, in his series of songs, he describes taking shelter of uh, Krishna, Radha, Ananga Manjari, Tulasi, uh, Sri Guru, the Holy Dham, the uh, Holy Names. So, uh, taking shelter of Krishna means taking shelter of Krishna in all his aspects. And uh, particularly in this song, he will describe taking shelter of Krishna by taking shelter of the Vaishnavas. Or the, particularly, he's praying to one particular Vaishnava. Uh, Narottam Das sings, Ashraya Loya Bhaje, Krishna Nahe Tare Taje, Arshab Mare Akaran. The one who takes shelter, which means taking shelter of Krishna, because Krishna is the only proper shelter. Sharanya Sharanyam. He is the proper shelter for all those who seek shelter. One who seeks shelter, which means Adogurvashraya. In the beginning, one takes shelter of Guru. Then Krishna uh, never rejects such a person, and others who don't take such shelter, they simply live and die meaninglessly. So this song is addressed, Ohe Vaishnava Thakur. He is addressing... Vaishnava Thakur. That means uh, Paramahamsa Vaishnava. There are, there are many Vaishnavas. There are various levels of Vaishnavas. We say daily, Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vrindaki Jai. All we offer Jai or shout of victory to the unlimited numbers of Vaishnavas. But among the society of devotees, there are gradations also. In one sense, all are great because all are Vaishnavas. They're all surrendered to Krishna. But even among Vaishnavas, some are uh, very special. Some are leaders of the Vaishnavas by their divine qualities by their divine service spirit to Krishna. We uh, offer respects to the Vaishnava. Generally, we recite this in offering respects to Vaishnavas. We pray that the Vaishnava is like a wish-fulfilling tree. That means uh, not that he's that 
one should approach a Vaishnava for winning the lottery or any such thing, or that a Vaishnava is uh, inclined to give any such blessing. But if one has the pure desire to serve Krishna, then uh, one should approach the Vaishnava, who is also an ocean of mercy, who is the purifier of the fallen, the Vaishnava, servant of Vishnu. Now this uh, prayer, this do, we generally say this prayer when offering respect to any Vaishnava, but actually it's a prayer to the Vaishnava on the very topmost platform because it's, it's not that every Vaishnava can deliver us in the same manner. A, a Vaishnava or who is still fostering material desires cannot be a Kripa Sindhu, cannot be an ocean of mercy. One can offer either mercy, one can be merciful to others, one can benefact others, or one can malefact others, if there's any such word. The opposite of benefit is to non-benefit others. So a person who has material desires in his heart will interact with others in a manner that he calculates to be for his own self-interest, although his real self-interest is uh, Vishnu, to serve Vishnu. But those who are uh, materialistic devotees or just trying to be devotees, they have uh, mixed motives. And therefore they cannot actually help others. They can help others by serving the mission of those Vaishnavas who are helping others. In this way they can... But by, they, they, are, they don't have that qualification themselves to help others because their motives are mixed. Now we may wonder uh, within Vaishnava society why there, there appear to be, even in Vaishnava society there may appear to be various problems and various factions and uh, these are all caused by uh, material motives because people mix material motives with their devotional service, and they may not even recognize it. It's a dilemma in preaching, because if we tell people the truth, they won't want to come, generally, because it's too painful for people to hear. So if we just tell them something which they like to hear, they may come, but they don't make any proper advancement, because... What they don't like to hear is that we have to give up material attachments. That we have to become free from sense gratification. If we say this, who will come? Even in pristine Vedic society, how many people were going to the forest to give up sense gratification? Very few. So what to speak of in the modern age, which is saturated with... Kam, Kro, Dalob, it's everywhere. The whole essence of life is, is promoted in the modern age that one should simply try to enjoy the senses, 
One should accumulate more and more, get more and more money, more and more property. Or even if you don't want to get more and more, just to live in this world in the modern age, one has to, for instance, come out of one's homeland and sit in a desert where you're not, uh, we don't even have the rights of a citizen and uh, work in a place like Abu Dhabi, for instance, just to earn some money. And people in India think you're living a very luxurious life, which I guess in some ways it's more comfortable than in India, but it's certainly a long way from being Swargaloka. You know better than me. And even if it was Swargaloka, that's also not so wonderful. So, uh, yeah, but if we if we say all these things, then uh, people they become nervous. If we teach them, actually, there are so many Bhagavatam shlokas that Srila Prabhupada used to recite. And we see nowadays so many uh, Indian people are joining ISKCON. In those days when Prabhupada was here, not so many came. They used to think this is some funny foreign idea. Not many were joining. Now many are joining and piously they like to learn shlokas, teach their children shlokas. But many of the shlokas that Prabhupada used to recite, I don't hear people in the modern age reciting. They're afraid of them. Many of the shlokas, Prabhupada used to recite, if I tell you, you're, you may not like it, but it's the words of Vyasadeva. For instance, Nunang pramatah kurute vikarma yadindriya pritya aprinoti Nasadumanye yata atmanoyam asannapikleshada asadeha. The person who performs uh, sinful activities for sense gratification, they're simply mad. They're mad. They should have acted in a way by which they could become free from birth and death, but instead, by indulging in sense gratification, they're in. in increasing their entanglement in this material world. These are from Rishabdev's Many from Rishabdev's instructions. The first words of Sukadev Goswami recorded in Srimad Bhagavatam, Prahlad Maharaj's teachings. They're cutting. They cut the... Well, that's what... In Bhagavatam itself it's stated... Santa evasya chindanti manovya sangha mukti bihi. That sadhus, their words are meant for cutting the mental attachments. Sriya pungsa, what is that? Sriya pungsa mithuni bhavametam tayoraho hridiya grantimahu. Ato griha kshetra sutair janasya moho yamahammameti. This is also from Bhagavatam. That the basic principle of material existence is attraction between male and female. This forms a very hard knot of material attachment on the heart. And then one becomes interested in getting a home, home sweet home, getting some property. One identifies oneself with one's land of birth, Janani Janma Bhumishcha. 
Swargameva Gariyasi. India won the World Cup cricket. That was the that was the last good news for Indians. There's not been a, not been any good news since then, has there? <laughs> it's all bad, getting worse. Then, Atogrihakshetra, children, money, society, friendship, and love. In this way, one is bewildered, and one thinks in terms of me and mine. So if we repeat these things, people don't like it. If we tell, if we talk about Krishna, Krishna is so beautiful. Uh, you just chant Hare Krishna, everything will be nice. People like to hear that. Ah, very good. Okay. But then we just... Uh, just turn up the temperature a little bit. and uh, People don't like to come. So it's a dilemma because... We want people to take to Krishna consciousness. But if we tell them what Krishna consciousness is, then they don't take to it. <laughs> so we just tell all the nice things. You chant Hare Krishna. Krishna is very beautiful. Chant Hare Krishna, you'll be delivered from material life. But that we have to hear all these things, we, it's quietly edited out. No, there's no policy. No one sat down and had a meeting that we should edit out such things. But without, even unconsciously, it just kind of dropped and forgotten. But then people don't make any advancement because they remain attached to this material world. So, uh, the Vaishnavas, they're oceans of mercy. And one of the symptoms of their ocean of mercy, being ocean of mercy, is that they preach Krishna consciousness very widely and they speak what people need to hear so that they can become Krishna conscious. Otherwise, uh, one cannot become Krishna conscious. If one remains stuck in the thought patterns and behavioral patterns of people of this Kali Yuga, then it becomes very, very difficult to make spiritual advancement. We often hear this word. Here's a verse you all know. Akama sarvakamova moksha kama udharati tivrena bhakti yogena yajeta purushampara. You all know this verse. That whether one is uh, without desires, full of desires or desirous for liberation, one should intensely worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead by the process of Bhakti Yoga. Now this verse is often quoted with the idea, you see, you can have all material desires and worship Krishna. That's good. I like that. But that's not the point. The point is not the Sarvakama. Yes, yes, I like that. The point is the Tivrena the intensity of devotional service. That's the point. It's not. It doesn't say that one should have all material desires and you just go on with Krishna consciousness maintaining such material desires. That's not the way. One should engage very intensely in devotional service, which if one does, then that will uh, mitigate all material desires. That's the point. Dhruv Maharaj is praised 
not because he had material desires, but because he became pure devotee. So, uh, one has to intensely... If you say, say, well, you see, I'm not going to follow all these things because I'm full of material desires. And Bhagavatam says you can be all full of material desires and do devotional service. That's a wrong understanding. You have the material desires, but then you engage in intense devotional service, which means the activity that will uh, vanquish all our material desires. Not that you remain all full of material desires. So, uh, the prayer is to the Vaishnava Thakur, who we shouldn't think that Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he was a householder and he had 13 children, so uh, something like me. I only have two children. Not that I'm more self-controlled than Bhaktivinoda Thakur. Two children means uh, that's the advertisement for this Nero, isn't it? Hamdo Hamare Do. So it's not Hamare Do, ham, just by everyone's become a yogi. It's because of, because of Nirod. Or because of the abortion clinics or whatever. I'm not targeting you, but I'm saying in general. It's not that people became yogis. Uh, rather, the, by this, uh, by these methods, they've made people into ati-bhogis. And uh, papi, also. So, uh, Bhaktivinoda Thakur is praying to the topmost Paramahamsa Vaishnava, who is prayed to Kripa Sindhu, praying for the mercy of the Vaishnava. Oh, hey, Vaishnava Thakur. That, oh, hey, what does that mean? That means, ah, uh, there's no translation in English. You can, ha is a common word. It means just an expression. Uh, it doesn't mean anything as such. Uh, it doesn't define, it's not a word that defines anything. But it, it's an expression of uh, emotion, calling out. Oh, hey, Vaishnava Thakur, Doyara Shaga. It means the same as Kripa Sindhu. More or less, same thing. Ocean of mercy. Dayara Shagara Eda Se Karuna Kari. So the Vaishnavas, they are oceans of mercy. Again, we're particularly talking about the topmost Paramahamsa Vaishnavas. Those who are not Paramahamsa Vaishnavas, they can also uh, perform merciful acts to others by repeating the message of the Paramahamsa Vaishnavas, distributing Śrīla Prabhupāda's books. In this way, they can act as the best friend of others, even though they may have uh, lingering material desires themselves, or maybe not lingering, but they, they may be struggling themselves with material desires, but they can help others, because even though they may not have yet come to the fully pure platform, they know what that platform is. They have faith in that. And uh, therefore they act to distribute that knowledge to others. Now do this afterward. Don't do this now. See, listen. Don't disturb now. Come and listen. Then the, 
Otherwise you'll remain on the neophyte platform forever. Always listening is important. So, Eidase uh, Karuna Kari. The Vaishnava is there, an ocean of mercy. That uh, actually the ocean of mercy of, is Krishna. The Vaishnavas, they bring that mercy. Just like the cloud, that example is given. Sangsara dava nalalidhaloka tranaya karanya ghana ghanatva. They become the a cloud which takes the water from the ocean of mercy, who is Krishna, and shower that. So the Vaishnava's mercy is open to everyone, but those who pray for that mercy, uh, they're more likely to get it. Those who are not willing to take that mercy, then uh, they're not such good recipients for that mercy. It's sometimes we see people who are not really worthy of that mercy, but they get the mercy anyway. Just like uh, Nalakuvara Manigriva. They were not fit for the mercy of Narada Muni, but they got it anyway. But generally those who pray for it, they get it. The mercy of the Vaishnavas is available. The, the reign of mercy, but those who are like hard rocks, their heart is like a hard rock, then the rain will fall, but no plant will sprout there, or some small plant may sprout. But if, if there's some arrangement to collect the rainwater and divert it for agricultural purposes, then one can take advantage of that rainwater. So if one prays for the mercy of the Vaishnavas, then one can get it. One, one has to collect it, pray for This is just an example. One has to pray for that mercy. Eidase karuna kari. Diyapada chaya. Give me the shade of your lotus feet. Shodahe amai. Tomara charna dhari. This is uh, the prayer. Purify me. I hold on to your feet. So this is an example of great Humility, holding the feet of the Vaishnava. He's praying, please purify me. So we may say, well, why not pray for Krishna Prema? But there's no question of Prem. Prem is the ultimate goal of life. Prema Prayojana. But there's no question of attaining that stage of Prema if we're not pure. Prema is the a natural state of the pure heart. But if the heart is not pure, then how can there be love of Krishna there? As Bhaktivinoda Thakur sings elsewhere in another song, Kam, Krod, Lob, Moha, Madadi, Abhishta, Eshab, Nachare, Kishe, Pabe, Radha, Krishna. That as long as our Hearts are absorbed in lust, greed, anger, pride, illusion, and so on. Then, if as long as we don't give up these things, then how can we attain to Radha and Krishna? So it's premature and presumptuous to pray for Krishna Prema when we haven't 
gone through the initial purificatory processes. If we say that, uh, you know, you know, make me a, make me a nuclear physicist, we go to a nuclear, we go to a nuclear physicist professor and say, well, make me a nuclear physicist. But you, there's no point in going to him. First, you have to learn mathematics, basic physics, and uh, it, it's not that you can immediately come up to the most advanced stage. So for, there has to be preparation, first of all. So the first thing is purification. And if the heart is pure, then automatically Krishna Prema will manifest there. Because Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema, Shadha Kabunoi, Shavarnadi Shuddha Chite Kariyodoi, the natural state of the heart is to be full of Krishna Prema. And that arises by the processes of devotional service beginning with Shravana. But again, I have to emphasize that Shravana, don't edit that. You have to hear what's in the Bhagavatam, all of it. Don't pick and choose. It's not a buffet service. You have to take the whole thing. In fact, we should hear more that which we don't want to hear because if we think, I don't need to hear that or I don't like to hear that, that in itself is a, is a wicked mentality. Not to expose ourselves to that. Then we won't get Krishna praying. Because we've, we're, by, by not listening to that or by not speaking that, then we are uh, trying to redefine praying as that which is uh, attainable within a heart which is not purified, within a heart that that harbors lust, greed, anger, etc. Without understanding the difference between prema, pure love of Krishna, and karma, mundane desire, then we can never attain to Krishna prema. Mundane desire has to be fully expurged. So, uh, of course, our process is not just negative, it's positive. But uh, the negative elements have to be expunged, removed fully. So, uh, purify me. He's praying, purify me. And what is that purification? Choi Begadami. Choi dosha shoti, choi guna deho dasi, choi shatsanga deho yamai, boshechi shangara ashi. He prays to uh, subdue the six urges. So, this verse of this song, Ohe Vaishnava Thako, this is based on. The, the verses, uh, several verses from Sri Rupa Goswami's Upadesha Amrita. So, yeah, please go and don't come back. Control the six urges. The urge to talk all Nonsense. 
la 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 on and on and on tongue wagging speaking about that which is not of ultimate benefit so like this uh, those of you you may have learned the verses vacho vegam manasako devego all these the, the urges of the mind the urges of anger the urge for taste to enjoy tasty things to pack the belly to uh indulge the genitals these urges they uh keep us in material life and choi dosha shodi choi bega dami choi dosha six faults that uh stop shadya bhaktiya pranashyati that totally destroy one's advancement in devotional service atyahara collecting too much eating too much so these six faults there they follow from the six urges if one allows oneself to if one doesn't attempt to control the six urges then he will be infected by the six faults which are eating too much or atyahara prayasascha endeavoring making so much endeavor for that which is not worth endeavoring for mundane endeavors talking all nonsense you see this follows from vacho vega uh either being fanatically attached to following rules and regulations or which is more common uh being lax in following rules and regulations we often hear this don't we that well you don't need to follow that because bhakti is the main thing have you heard this before talking about some rules and people say oh you don't need to follow because bhakti is the main thing bhakti how to do bhakti that's told to us by our acharyas and they give us the rules but we say all the feelings the main thing as if i'm already on the the rules are given to help because we don't have the feeling but then we pretend we have the feeling and go on without following the rules and so in this way we're very clever at self cheating so uh these all these purification processes is uh choi dosha shodi choi guna if one is uh, actually advancing in devotional life then naturally the the uh, qualities of a vaishnava they will develop in one and choi satsanga is uh interacting with devotees so this can be actually done on the uh, purified platform the preeti lakshana the six symptoms of love they can be manifest where there is love this uh that means they can be shared between advanced vaishnavas it's the the six exchanges between vaishnavas which are to offer a gift to accept something which is offered by them dadati pratigrahnati uh, revealing one's mind in confidence discussing confidentially with them uh feeding them accepting prasad from them these are not 
mundane social interactions. Whether you see among materialistic people also, they may sometimes invite someone, come to our child's birthday party or something like this. But Vaishnava interaction is uh, on the platform of love of Krishna. So it doesn't mean mundane interaction. One can actually associate with devotees when one is on the purified platform. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur is praying for the, praying to the Vaishnava for the purification by which we can become Vaishnavas. We're all very weak. We're all very weak. That's true. In Kali Yoga, especially, we're all very weak. Anyway, we're weak. Before Maya, we're, before Krishna, we're all very weak. Maya is very strong. So we're very weak. And in Kali, Kali Yuga, we're weaker still. We're weak. That's admitted. So it's difficult to overcome all the different bad qualities, the attachments within the heart. But, uh, this one thing, we should become sadhu. Sadhu means not, uh, necessarily this long beard and orange robe and that doesn't necessarily make a sadhu. I was just on a flight last night, the night before, from Moscow to Delhi. And just on the other end of the road there was a, a Russian sadhu with a long beard and this Rudraksh Mala orange cape. All through the whole flight he was watching these movies. <laughs> And uh, his girlfriend next to him, she was watching some other movies. And in the other row, there was someone, I don't know, I was sleeping part of the time, but it seemed to me like the whole flight, he was just watching cartoons. And then there's a couple in front of me, the whole night they were just smooching. You know what smooch It means kissing. Hare Krishna. What a wonderful life we sannyasis have. <laughs> Flying all over the world, enjoying ourselves. Simply enjoying ourselves, running around here and there. I didn't dare look behind me. <laughs> Bad enough as it was. So, sadhu, we should become sadhus. That means we should be sat, we should be dedicated to truth. That which is uh, our actual nature, that which is for the ultimate benefit of ourselves and everyone. In other words, we should not be uh, kapat, is the word in Bengali. We should not be deceptive. Just like this, making some excuse. That, well, we don't have to follow all these rules. Doesn't matter. Bhakti is the main thing. Just like one thing. I'll give an example, which I just noticed when I came here. And you can just 
think about it. That, you see, you can offer arati wearing any clothes. But isn't it better, I mean, traditionally, in all the temples, the pujari will wear a dhoti, not pajamas. Isn't it? Nowadays I see increasingly in different parts of India that the pujaris, they don't bother changing into dhoti. They, I hope they take a bath at least. But they come out in their pants. I've seen they, they're on the altar in their pants. I've seen in different parts. I said to one pujari, actually this is in Dwaraka, I said, why, why are you wearing pants? He said, well, I'm, you know, I'm the only one here. There's no one to help me and I don't have time to change. Or, don't have time to change. Why wear pants at all? You're a pujari, just <laughs> wear the dose. I didn't say to him anything more. I just asked him. I got the reply and uh, I didn't discuss anymore. Srila Prabhupada introduced deity worship just now in Dubai, they were asking me about, well, is the, the dressing deities preparing for the Janmashtami? Is this North Indian style or South Indian style? I said, look, before Prabhupada introduced all this, there was no such style anywhere. No one was dressing deities nicely. Prabhupada introduced this. Otherwise, we don't see anywhere this beautiful deity worship. So Srila Prabhupada said, my, my one great fear is that after I pass away from this world, you will diminish the standard of deity worship. So you can just think that if you're going to worship deities, it, it takes two minutes to change from pajamas to, to a dhoti. Why not wear a dhoti like this? So like, you may think, well, it's a small thing and the main thing is bhakti. But then if there's bhakti, then why not wear the clothes that traditionally used? Like this, this, just this mentality. Once this mentality comes, then we rationalize everything. And, this is, and everything becomes gradually spoiled. Rationalize means we think, well, I don't have to follow this because I have bhakti in my heart. It's a cheating mentality. So we're weak, no doubt, we're all weak. Weakness, that is not condemned, but this, uh, this cheating mentality of trying to avoid, or to, uh, what we, trying to avoid what, doing what we should do, or pretending, you see, I, I have so much bhakti that it doesn't matter, even though all the great acharyas all the Vaishnavas in the past, they all followed this, but I don't need to because I have so much bhakti in my heart. This, this mentality. Oh, oh Hali, Harinam is the only thing. Harinama eva kevalam. All right, then you just sit and chant Harinam. You can't do it. Therefore, all these other processes are there. If we don't follow, then we don't get the result. So therefore, the Vaishnavas are there to help us along the way, to give their mercy, to guide us, to tell us what to do. 
so that we become uh, free from this cheating mentality and can actually make advancement. But generally we don't like that, you see. So we can preach widely and just tell people all the things they like. Many people will come, but gradually all the standards will go down. (laughs) Because it's easy to be easy. But then bhakti may not be so easy. Actually, bhakti is easy, but we take it as difficult because we are attached to that which is against our real self-interest. Bhaktisiddhanta Sartako, he coined a term, apaswart parayana. Swart means that you know. It's a well-known word. The modern, the culture of the modern world, and especially India, is ruled by Swartavicha. All this corruption talk is there now. Because people are thinking, my own self-interest. But, Natevidu Swartagatim Hi Vishnu. People don't know that our real self-interest lies in worshipping Vishnu. So, Apaswart means that which is opposed to our actual self-interest. And apaswarta parayana means persons who are strongly attached to that which is against their own self-interest. You can learn this term. Apaswarta parayana. In one phrase, or one word actually, he captures the whole mentality of materialistic people. Apaswarta parayana. What could be more foolish than that? Kimascharya mataparam. What could be more amazing than this? That people are attached to, they're, they're very strongly addicted to that which is against their real self-interest. If you if you tell people, don't do this, do this, they become upset. If they if they follow your advice, they will be immensely benefited. But by even by hearing that advice, they become upset because they're so much attached to doing that, which is against their own self-interest. And even though it repeats, they see the bad result. They see the bad result. This janmamrityu jiravyadhi dukkadoshanu darshanam. Anu darshana. This may have different meanings. One should see that the, the miseries of birth, death, old age, and disease. One can see that by being informed by the uh, others. Anu darshan also means continuously. We see it all around us all the time. But pashanapina pashati. We see, but we don't see, because we don't want to see. We don't want to see. And there, this uh, sense gratification, it blinds us, so we can't see. Sense gratification, that, that doesn't necessarily mean 
like very gross sense gratification, even just to be attached to maintaining some small apartment, that can also be some sense gratification. By that attachment to that, that can uh, completely cover our uh, desire for that which is in our real self-interest. So, that, so Bhaktivinoda Thakur is praying to the Vaishnav like this, to purify me, Bhojeci Shongera Ashe. I sit in, sitting here in the expectation of getting your association. So there may be many Vaishnavas who help us along the way. But um, while acknowledging that so many Vaishnavas have helped us in so many ways, uh, we, we may uh, think that, well, just like in my case, I think I've had so much help from so many Vaishnavas in so many ways, even all the previous Acharyas, all their writings and their contributions are helping us in so many ways. But I think this is all the mercy of Srila Prabhupada. And in my case, that's definitely true, because only by his mercy was I able to come to Krishna consciousness and to uh, understand, at least to some extent, what is this Krishna consciousness. So, uh, what uh, others may help us. The six kinds of saintly association are bestowed by the great Vaishnavas, and in this way we benefit by association with other Vaishnavas. But uh, that is, we can think like this. This is all the mercy of the great Vaishnava Acharyas. Uh, some specific Vaishnava, maybe. There is 